Welcome to the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast, hosted by me, Carolina Sopran. I'm a holistic health and nutrition coach, a Pilates instructor with a background in science and a master's in medical radiations. I'm your stress buster chick, chatting all things stress, helping you, the modern woman, create more balance, calmness and health in life. I used to be just like you, running on adrenaline, stressed 24-7 and a professional perfectionist in all aspects of life. Over the last couple of months, I have wanted to create a platform for stressed, stuck and professional women just like you, empowering and nurturing you to live your most balanced life. I have learned and come up with some amazing tools to help bring more zen into your everyday life. Enjoy. Hello darlings and welcome to episode 6 of season 2 of the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you had a lovely Easter and actually got some time out with your friends and family. Um, Today we are talking all about resilience and the importance of building resilience to better manage our stress levels in everyday life but most importantly building resilience at work because we spend so much time at work and this is why building resilience is so important. So what actually is resilience and there's so many definitions on what resilience is but one of the definitions is it's your ability to bounce back when stressful things happen It helps build on your strengths to navigate through difficult situations and it helps adapt and helps you function at a higher level. And it also gives you the capacity to absorb stress and maintain your true self when really hard things happen. And we know that from a lot of studies and from a lot of research, resilience helps us prevent stress-related conditions and it can also help us recover a lot quicker from them and help optimize our mental fitness and functioning because they did some studies in the States and they found that about 50% of population will actually experience some sort of stress-related condition during their lifetime. And I think that statistic is huge. So what we know is that stress plays a huge role in initiating and worsening psychological conditions such as depression, anxiety, post traumatic stress disorder, generalized stress and worry. And we also know that if we build on our resilience, that can help counter many of those medical conditions and allow us to function a lot better. So for example, if you have a lot of emotional stress, it makes you more vulnerable to a range of medical diseases and that can further lead to things such as impaired functioning at home and at work and within our relationship and unfortunately can actually lead to an earlier death um, in some people. And so resilience is really all about growing and helping to promote optimal well-being and helping us thrive mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually so that we can function at our best. And with resilience, we tend to be a lot more calmer, more productive. We also tend to be quite present within our life. And I think being present is so important. And a lot of you know that I have done quite a lot of personal development work and 
this is why I have done a lot of this work because it's definitely helped to calm me down, but it's also helped me be really present with everything that I do in life. So it has stopped me from rushing from one place to another. And I always encourage women to start doing that inner work because once you have done it, you become so much more at peace with yourself and you truly are creating the life you want to live. So let's now have a look at how we can build more resilience. And a lot of these strategies are backed by science. Some of the tips will be just around your everyday life, but most of them will be about your work life. This episode is brought to you by the Stressless Journal. After spending most of my 20s chronically stressed, I came down with a mystery chronic illness at the end of 2015, which I'm sure was caused by my inability to manage stress and anxiety. While on my journey to better health, I discovered journaling, and it helped me so, so much in dealing with my stress and anxiety and in processing my feelings and emotions. And this is why I created the Stressless Journal. The Stressless Journal was created to encourage modern professional perfectionist women to take back control of their stress and to help them create more balance in their life. The journal provides women with tools to help them view stress in a different light and to better manage the impact that it has in their lives. It encourages women to take back control and help them live their lives in the present moment. If stress is something you struggle with on a daily basis, then this journal is for you. You can purchase your copy of the Stressless Journal by heading to the Knowing Her Wellness website shop, www.knowingherwellness.com.au forward slash shop forward slash. Now let's get back into today's episode. So the first thing is changing your approach when difficult things happen. So I say this time and time again, but whenever difficult things happen, we need to try and recognize and look at the silver lining of why that particular thing happened and what we actually learned from the experience. And I have spoken to so many women since starting Knowing Her Wellness, and it's something I encourage a lot of my clients to work through. So really working through those difficult experiences, because usually there's a reason for them. And if we don't deal with them, then we hold on to so much stress and anxiety, and we can't actually move forward. And it's not till we process those past experiences that I think we can really truly enjoy our life. Practicing self-compassion is the second point. So really be kind to yourself. I think there's, for us women, there's so much pressure, external pressure, I guess, from society that the last thing we need is that, that inner mean girl to come out and start you know, saying negative things to us. So really trying to reframe how you speak to yourself because I think one of the greatest relationships that we'll ever have is the one we have with ourselves. So 
if we're not happy with ourselves, then that is a really hard space to be in. And mentally, it's exhausting. Like if you're always having that internal battle of what you could have done better, um, then it is. It's just purely exhausting. So really trying to stop that self-judgment and realizing that most of us are trying to do our best. No one ever goes out thinking, oh, I'm just going to do an average job. Most of us really just need to believe and be kind to ourselves and know that we're doing the best we possibly can. The third third point is facing your fears. So slowly starting to expose yourself to the things that you fear most. And what I always say to people is start off small. They can just be baby steps, but Fear is often a block that prevents us from truly living our life. Before I started my business, before I started my podcast, I was petrified. And most people will say that I'm quite confident and, um, you know, I sort of just do things and go with the flow. But, you know, it was quite a big thing for me. And I think as soon as we realize that fear is just an emotion and as soon as we conquer this emotion, we really come out the other side having had learned something and actually become a stronger human being. So public speaking is a perfect example of this. So if you're super fearful of public speaking, you might just slowly start speaking up at meetings a little bit more and just sort of getting comfortable with voicing your opinion or an idea. And eventually that will feel safe for you. And then you can move on to the next stage of maybe doing, you know, a short presentation in front of your colleagues. It does really get easier. And I used to hate public speaking quite a bit, but the more I did it, the more comfortable I became with it. So the fourth point is finding your purpose. And my purpose, regardless of what I've done within my professional life and in my career, has always been to help others. And I actually remember when I suffered from burnout and chronic fatigue after finishing my master's, I actually remember seeing an amazing functional medicine doctor. And we're talking about my job in oncology. And I remember saying to him, I love my job, but I just feel like it's really zapping me. And he sort of turned it around and said, well, you don't need to be in a job like that to help people. And that really, I guess, really stuck with me. And that's probably why I explored coaching and I studied coaching and really changed the way I did things in my life and really changed my career quite a bit because I had so much experience looking after others, but my own journey to less stress and more balance made me a better person for others. And it also made me a better coach for other women out there. And I think having that purpose is really the true driver of us, not only building resilience, but us feeling really fulfilled in life. The fifth point is believing in yourself. Have the confidence in your own abilities. I think that's a really big part of resilience. No one is ever perfect. And it's not that you have to go out there saying that you're the expert of everything, but just know where you have come from, know what you have learned and be really confident in your skills. And a lot of that will actually help you deal with stress when difficult situations present themselves. 
have a good social network. So I think, um, well, I'm very big on relationship building. I really thrive of being around people. And it doesn't mean that you have to be everyone's friend. And regardless of whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, having that good social network at work can really provide a really good support for you when things get hard and stressful. I mean, in an ideal world, we want everything to be perfect. We want our day to run smoothly, but that always won't happen. So just be really mindful that having that support can also help when you're having difficulty at work. Learn to be more optimistic. And I think positive thinking doesn't mean that you're ignoring your problems. It just means that you're maintaining a better outlook on a situation. And just remember that things don't always go to plan and nothing is ever permanent. And I think that's really important to know because we will all have our ups and downs and you won't always have a down, you won't always have an up. So as long as you accept that some days may be a little bit better than others or worse than others, I think it makes things a lot more flexible within your life and it helps build that resilience. Look after your health and well-being. I'm very passionate about this one, but like I have spoken on the podcast previously, there are things that we have control over and you know, there's always support networks that can help us. So whenever we are feeling stressed, the things that we can control is how we look after ourselves. So doing things like getting enough sleep, making sure we fuel our body with the right food, making sure we're physically active, and that can really build and give you strength for when those stressful things happen because you're better equipped and your body physically and mentally is better equipped for when those difficult things present themselves. Develop good problem skills. So I think many of us, when difficult things happen, we focus on that difficult thing rather than putting a lot of our energy into the solution for that problem. So whenever you feel like you have actually hit some sort of roadblock, actually write down the solutions of how you can solve the problem. And most problems can be solved and fixed. So if for whatever reason you've marked something up, 90% of the time it's fixable. So rather than focusing on the problem, focus your energy on the solutions. The 10th point is establishing goals. So setting goals is amazing. And most resilient individuals become very realistic people in how they achieve their goals. So when you start feeling overwhelmed that you're maybe not performing as fast as you want to, take a step back and reassess your goals and reestablish where you are at and what your next step is. There's actually probably no point in beating yourself up about it. And sometimes I think at work in particular or within a business, you think things will work out a particular way and that isn't always the case. The last point is take action. So I go on about this quite a bit, but goals are nothing without action. So we need to be quite proactive in taking action and not necessarily focusing on the amount of work that we have, but the progress we're actually making in completing that particular work. So when you've got a million files I think it's always good to regroup at the end of the day and go, okay, well, this is what I've done. This is all all I've had time to do. And, you know, I've done my best today. 
So I hope you have enjoyed this episode and I hope you got lots out of it. If you feel called to please share it on Instagram and be sure to write what you learned from the episode. I always love hearing what people have learned. Have a beautiful week and remember life is for living, not stressing. You are too blessed to be stressed. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have loved and enjoyed today's podcast, then please share it with your friends and family. If you have any comments or would like to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at Knowing Her Wellness. See you soon for the next episode of Too Blessed to Be Stressed.